Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Welcome to some property news. And this is something you may or may not be aware of, but no fault evictions are set to be banned in England. And if you're wondering why I say England and not the UK, it's because everything's different in, in Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Everything with the, the devolution of power uh, means that this is a, a white paper for England and not for the other parts of the UK. Ooh, where to start with this? This is this is tough. I'm going to try and give both sides of an argument here because you're going to have your, as we'll find out, your sort of left-leaning people. You know, oh, we must have rent controls. We must have this and evil landlords. Blah 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 blah. Versus more the landlord side, the right-hand side. And I'm being very very basic with with terminology here. A lot of people on the right are going to say, well, hang on a minute. You know, if if a circumstance arises and I need or want my property back, then if you're then telling me I'm not able to do that, then what happens here? What happens if you do have bad tenants or, you know, things like that? And everyone who has been through the experience of, of court knows that it's not always the easiest and time efficient thing to do. And at, at the end of the day, as landlords, you know, we're running a business, not a charity. Yes, we're here to provide good quality housing for the people. That's what we do. That's, well, that's what you should do if you're a landlord, provide good quality housing. At the end of the day, some people will argue that this is just another thing stacked on landlords. And it, it seems to be easiest thing to do in the last few years is just have a, have a good old dig at landlords, have a bash at landlords. Anyway, I will try and provide the best uh, opinion that I can, I'll try and make it as fair as I can as well without getting on my political high horse. I don't always give the BBC uh, too much credit, uh, but that, that being said, the article they produced about it, again, very basic, but tells you pretty much everything you need to know. So it's known as the Renters Reform Bill. Uh, it will end blanket bans also on benefit claimants or families with children, and landlords must consider requests to allow pets. Again, Advantages, disadvantages here. It depends, you know, if you're running a, a business, depends on what area you're operating in. If you're operating in an area where there's quite a lot of unemployment or things like that, um, you know, sometimes there's nothing wrong with people that are claiming benefits because, uh, you know, they're being handed they're being handed their cash or their currency by the government. Fine. You know, that is what it is. I think if you can get the right systems and whatnot put in place, then actually that's not a bad thing at all. So credit where credit's due. The, to the renters reform bill um you know if you want to allow benefit claimants in in your home fine i know many landlords already do and they haven't had an issue at all so i think that's a stigma that can change over time families of children again families with children are not an issue with that uh, if you're buying good quality property in good areas where you've got good access to good schools and all that sort all those sorts of things you get a family that move into one of your properties, they might stay there for a very, very, very long time. I think that's a very good thing to happen. Uh, again, if you're buying in the right area, you're doing your right homework, you, you know, you shouldn't really have an issue with families with children, to be honest. Uh, the other thing that's going to win the blanket ban on, uh, yeah, landlords must consider requests to allow pets. I'll be honest, we allow pets in our properties anyway. There's a study a few years ago, um, it might have been Property 118. It might not have been. Apologies if that reference is incorrect. There's a, a stat out there that if a tenant has a pet, they will 
more than likely uh, end up in your property for a longer period of time. Of course, if you've got that, then you've got more stability, which isn't a surprise. If you look at some disadvantages here, um, you might have issues with, uh, along the pet side. You might have issues with fleas or, you know, pets ruining the carpet or, or whatever it or whatever it might be. Again, if you get benefit claimants, you might put, want to put your own stipulations into your tenancy agreement. And again, families of children, you know, children like to draw on the walls, mess around with things and all that sort of stuff. All of these things, I think, can be covered by having a, a bulletproof AST. If you've got a watertight AST, chances are you'll be absolutely fine. So, For example, if someone in one of our properties wants to have uh, a dog, for example. Now, we've had this before back in the early days when we, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. One of the first tenants that had a dog, and we didn't change the AST. Um, unfortunately, the council had to be called out, flea treatment, etc., etc., and that was cash out of our back pockets. So we learned from there that actually put it, to put in the AST, yeah, if you want a pet, that's absolutely fine. But you know, if they're ruining, uh, you know, the walls, the carpets, or any flea treatment or whatever needs doing, then it's it's the responsibility of the tenant to pay for that, not the landlord. Uh, to my understanding, that is a perfectly legal thing to put into a tenancy agreement. And we, since then, we haven't had any issues at all because it very clear to the tenants in the first place that if that situation arises, there you are. So that's that. Uh, of course, left, left-leaning, left shelter, call it a game changer because, you know, all landlords are bad and, you know, they kick tenants out without any reason and, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I won't get on my political high horse about sh- uh, shelter. I will keep this as mutual as I can. At the same time, you've got landlords associations that uh, are saying that government need to make sure that the changes would not worsen the housing crisis. The BBC reports 2019-2020, 8% have been asked to go by their landlord. Um, Fine. I mean, that doesn't sound unreasonable to me because every circumstance is different. Uh, You know, the... For example, if the if you live in the block of flats and the block of flats needs a really big renovation, uh, for example, uh, it needs I don't know new boilers putting in or whatever it might be, you know if the tenant's not allowing access or anything like that, and you need to get the works done because I don't know you've got an order from the council or whatever to get the works done, and the tenant's not playing ball, you know unfortunately you got to get the tenant out <laughs> in order to get the works done because they're not allowing you know you in and you're going to get slapped by a fine for the council, this is just an example, you need to get the tenant out or what are you going to do? Section 21, happy days. So it's, it's those sorts of situations that will crop up that need to be sorted. When we say this is a bill for England at the start, just to mention that no fault evictions are already banned in Scotland uh, for tenancies starting after the 1st of December 2017. Now, Welsh governments say no fault eviction notice periods will be extended to six months by the end of 2022. and uh, uh, in Northern Ireland at the moment. It's going through the Northern Irish Assembly at the time of recording. Of course, the BBC, being the BBC, are putting a couple of sob stories there as well. You know, look, don't get me wrong, if you're a tenant and you're in that situation and you get told to to leave, you know, I, I understand that that is probably going to be quite a distressing thing, especially if you haven't got anything lined up or you're low on cash. There's, you know, quite a few people are at the moment. I can understand that would be quite a distressing thing to happen. But whenever I look around on Rightmove and look around at potential stock, uh, you know, places that are available to rent, I, I've not seen many, many issues at the moment. Yes, you could argue rents are going up quite considerably. Well, there's multiple reasons for that. Number one, the, the currency's 
being devalued by that much at the moment is resulting in inflation. So again, that's not useful. I appreciate that. And that's going to be around for quite a while. Yet Shell are getting on their high horse. Uh, Executive Polly Neach saying all the renters reform bill is a game changer for England's 11 million private renters. Scrapping unfair evictions will level the playing field. For the first time in a long time, tenants will be able to stand up to bad behaviour instead of living in fear. Gone will be the days of families being uprooted, children forced to move school after being slapped with a Section 21 no-fault eviction for no good reason. Yeah, okay, shower, fine. Uh, whatever. Yes, if you're in that situation and you do get served a Section 21, that's got to suck. But you have to look at the reasons as to why Section 21s might be happening. And a common thing from sitting in various landlord meetings as well is uh, issues with condensation and or mould. Now, that's quite an interesting subject in itself. Uh, might be worth a different podcast in the future. But if you get, uh, uh, let's take ventilation. So, you know, you, you've got uh, people that, uh, let's just say you've got a family living in a, a two bed flat. <clears throat> it's a, it's a mid floor flat. Um, they do, you know, all their washing and everything in, inside the flat. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they you know don't open the windows, or you know they're cooking and they're not opening the windows, and all of a sudden the condensation builds up and builds up and builds up. And of course, as you get your hot spots and your cold spots, what will happen is that condensation, because the tenant's not ventilating the home properly, will end up being some form of mold, and if that allows to carry on, that will end up with black mold. Black mold, I think, is one of the biggest killers uh, in in rented accommodation in the UK. And that's not always the landlord's fault because as a landlord, you go back and say, you know, you've got to work with a tenant, through, either work with a tenant directly or through your lens agent. You've got to go back and you get, you know, look, hey, this is where we're at. You know, if you're washing, if you're cooking, you know, you've got to allow, you've got to allow that airflow in your home. You've got three or four people in there breathing all the time. If you're not opening the windows, you're not allowing the airflow through it. This is why this has happened. And there have been instances that I've known of, and again, I won't mention names, I'm not allowed to, where you do get, yeah, these start quite big arguments because, you know, tenant thinks you're treating them like a baby and all that sort of stuff. And at the end of the day, from the tenant not looking after the property, it's making the property worse, and then that affects the landlord. Now, if the landlord's then not able to get rid of that tenant, then you've got an issue there. So there have been examples in the past where, you know, that's happened, landlord serves section 21, Family goes out because they're you know, not listening to the landlord or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's unfortunate for the family. The landlord there's got to deal with the damage that the, the mold, black mold, etc. has caused internally. Um, has got to find a new tenant for said property. That's just an example of, you, you know, in my eyes, how that's a fair section 21. You know, it's not necessarily victimising the family. It's saying, look, we, we've tried. We've talked about a few things. It hasn't quite worked out. Uh, you know, I, I need you to go. But of course, you know, Shelter will take uh, you know, the absolute opposite stance to everything. They're as bad as a, the RMT. That's a different podcast in itself. And what the government's also promised tenants are uh, their stronger powers, basically, uh, to challenge poor practice and unjustified rent increases. Again, yeah, fair enough. Uh, at the moment, we're in a situation where everything's going up quite a lot. And again, that's down to various. Uh, issues to do with inflation, currency devaluation, that sort of stuff. We're in very strange times at the moment. So, you know, rent increases will happen. But I understand, you know, if your landlord puts the rent up by 30%, yeah, I'd be questioning that as well. Stronger powers include to obtain rent refunds for unhealthy, unsafe or poor quality homes. 
it's decent home standard will be sorry it's decent homes standard will be extended to the private sector meaning homes must be free from serious health and safety hazards landlords must keep homes in good state of repair with clean appropriate and usable facilities well all of that makes sense absolutely as a landlord we pride ourselves on providing the best quality accommodation that we can does that mean we get things right 100 percent of the time no i'm sure as with most people you know there are no one's perfect put it that way there are rogue landlords out there that don't give a shit. They're the people that need to be sorted out with. They're the people that need to be dealt with. So when it turns around and says, homes must be in a good state of repair, clean, appropriate and usable facilities. Understandable. Absolutely fine. Not an issue with that at all. That makes perfect sense. We're all, we're all here to help each other. To obtain rent refunds for unhealthy, unsafe or poor quality homes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Um, I think that's open to negotiation. You know, how do you define unhealthy? How do you define unsafe? If it's unhealthy because the tenants made it unhealthy, again, let's go back to that condensation, damp, etc. Then you, you should be able to obtain rent for that. That's a bit daft, uh, a rent refund for that, because that's the tenant's issue. If you do have a landlord that, I don't know, hasn't put a, a banister in or, um, you know, hasn't done a gas safety certificate, for example. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, the home's unsafe. You should be, in my opinion, as a tenant, allowed to obtain a rent refund for that, completely understandable. The one that gets me is where it says, uh, with a decent home standard, homes must be free from serious health and safety hazards. Now, yes, on the on the outside of it, absolutely 100% agree. Having dealt with various councils, having dealt with uh, HMO officers, health and safety officers, everything's open to interpretation. So what you and I might define as, um, you know, not a, a serious health and safety hazard, Actually, the inspector for the council might decide it's a serious health and safety hazard. So I think that there needs to be a bit of clarity on that moving forward. Uh, if if this white if this reform bill is going to go through properly, there needs to be some clarification on that moving forward. Also, the flip side to all of this, just to point out, and this is why I've got it in sort of to an extent for shelter. It's actually if you look at a, quite a lot of the issues that tenants have up and down the country. Some, sometimes they're not actually renting off a private landlord, they're renting off the council. So if the council's providing property that's unhealthy, unsafe and poor quality and has serious health and safety hazards, then is the tenant going to be allowed to obtain a refund from the council as a result of that? That's what I want to know. Because if they're going to do that and there's parity there, okay, fine, I understand that. But if this is one of those where it's one rule for private landlords but a different rule if you're renting from the council. Uh, again, I think there's, there, there's issues there and they need to be sorted out beforehand because, you, you know, we've all, or you've probably seen an article somewhere where someone says, ah, oh, you know, the state of my kitchen and, ah, oh, you know, the, uh, you know, broken windows or whatever it might be. And funny enough, that person rents off the council. So the councils need to, I think, buck their ideas up as well uh, in all in all fairness. It also says the bill will end arbitrary rent review clauses so tenants can leave poor quality housing without being liable for rent. Uh, double the notice periods for rent increases give councils stronger powers to tackle the worst landlords and increase fines for serious offences. Again, on paper, it seems okay, but I'll just reiterate that same point. What if the tenants renting off the council? What are the council going to do? Fine themselves? Not sure that's going to happen. Uh, taxpayer pays for it anyway. A double notice period, the double notice periods for rent increases. Again, yeah, on the scheme of it, seems all right, but you can always facilitate that in your AST anyway. So there's there's a way around that. 
uh, end arbitrary rent review clauses. Um, not not a fan of that. I think that you know, look, if you're a tenant and you've got poor quality housing without being liable for rent, um, well, there's an issue here because you know if the tenant wants to leave and whatnot, then they can either hand in the notice, which means you know a couple of months or whatever it is, and they should pay the rent. Or if not, or funny enough, you could be served with a section twenty one instead. Uh, yeah, a bit difficult to do that if <laughs> if this bill's trying to get rid of it in the first place. Again, doesn't quite make doesn't quite make sense to me that. That's really about it from from the, the proposed white paper. Um, again, we we could get into the absolute political aspects of it. I probably mean the pocket. This episode goes for another twenty minutes or so. But in in short. Just to recap this episode, uh, as I've tried not to get on my political high horse, and I've tried not to ramble too much. Apologies if you think that I have. Nooks and crannies of the episode. Basically, new government white paper out. Uh, it's the Renters' Reform Bill. What it will do is it will end blanket bans on uh, benefit claimants or families with children. So as in, landlords must consider them, uh, and also landlords must consider requests to allow pets as well. This is a white paper for England. Uh, the rules in Scotland... Wales and Northern Ireland are, are different. They're all in different stages uh, at the moment. Uh, Left wing shelter, I think it's you know it's an absolute game changer. Makes everything you know more equal, etc., etc., etc. My argument to all of this is, well, most of the time, I would guess most of the time, uh, tenants might not have issues with private landlords as such, but actually renting off places like the council. Now that makes it interesting moving forward. Anyway. Uh, governments also promised tenants stronger powers to uh, number one challenge poor practice and unjustified rent increases and number two to obtain rent refunds for unhealthy unsafe or poor quality homes the decent homes standard will be extended to the private sector uh, meaning homes must be free from serious health and safety hazards and landlords must keep homes in good state of repair with clean appropriate and usable facilities and the bill will also and arbitrary rent review clauses so tenants can leave poor quality housing without being liable for rent. It will also double the notice periods for rent increases and give councils stronger powers to tackle the worst landlords and increase fines for serious offences. Two sides to it. Yes, of course, the left are going to be, you know, super happy about this, etc, etc. I would say from a landlord's point of view, strengthening possession grounds of homes, court processes needs to be speeded up in you know, a mediation they're all useful but then there's there needs to be a lot of meat put on the bones basically uh in in the bill itself and as and when that happens i'll keep you updated with another episode and that is the renters reform bill and no fault evictions could be banned in england under proposals from uh, government's white paper <laughs>